only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Each year, three brothers visit their grandfather for the summer. He is highly skilled in ninjutsu and for years has trained the boys in his techniques. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood, Childhood. a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. Yeah, and I just said ninjutsu without having to stop and try to say it 30 times and then try to record it again. You said it twice perfectly. Yeah. And apparently it's a thing. Apparently, and I'm probably not even saying it right, but at least I didn't fumble through it, so. I do remember when we recorded the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, in the movie, when Splinter's giving their backstory, he's like, they were trained trained in the ancient art of ninja. And I was like, is that a thing? And I made fun of it. I'm like, now I'm wondering, it might have been a thing. But do they call it the ancient art of ninja? <laughs> Ninjutsu sounds legit. It sounds legit. Art of ninja. But also, when you first read it, we're like, that's not a thing. And then I looked on Wikipedia. I was like, there's a link to it. It's a thing. I just feel like it's something that people that have no understanding of a practice are like, they're ninjas? Let's just call it ninjutsu. (laughs) Makes it sound better. Yeah. Um, Anyway, guys, welcome to Ruining Our Childhood. I'm Ashley. This is Ryan. I don't know if we said that. Did we say that? Well, we said at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget. Who are we? What are we doing here? This week, we're doing the 1992 classic Three Ninjas, which beat out Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back in our loser poll, which I I wanted to clarify on how the loser poll is going to work because I thought about it. And obviously, if you're looking at a bracket in a sports team, Mm -hmm. normally like what uh, March Madness, they have sports brackets, the winner moves on yes but this is a loser's bracket so actually whoever doesn't win the poll moves on yes so jay and silent bob will move on to the next round which if you have seen our bracket we have all of the movies Mm -hmm. so for the next like eight weeks or so it's going to be all those first round of movies and Mm -hmm. then we'll move to our second round second round yeah and i will say I think this was a bit of an upset. I really thought Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was going to take down the Three Ninjas in this oh. first round matchup. It's a little confusing because I think it was Santos's uh, girlfriend asked if we were voting for like which movies will be the worst or like what movies we want to see. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good question because since the losers are moving on, are you voting like for which you want us to review first? Or are you voting for which one do you think sucks more? And by sucks, I mean, that's relative. I'm Yeah, I think you should vote for the one you want to see us review first. So the 
you're still picking the one you want to like how we've always done pick yeah. the one you want to see and then we're going to end up with one movie overall that nobody wanted apparently to see. yeah which i honestly thought was going to be this oh i don't know i have fond memories of this movie if you want to move on to well no we won't move on to it quite yet okay. let's uh hit me with some 1992 facts by going down memory road i honestly forgot about this part so when you're like let's move on i was like okay let's do that <laughs> so this movie was released on August 7th of 1992. It had a budget of only $2.5 million. And it grossed $29 million. Damn. That's a, so that was a sound investment. So things are being made with cardboard in this movie <laughs> when we watch it. These sets probably are going to be awesome. Um, the number one song the week the movie came out was Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. And some other popular songs were Crisscross Jump and Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. Nice. Uh, popular movies, A Few Good Men, Sister Act, and The Bodyguard. And popular TV shows were Murder, She Wrote, Coach, and Cheers. Those are good shows. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely done a 1992 movie before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also Sister Act, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. From when I was a child. We should one week look and see if there's somehow a, a year that we missed. Oh, yeah. That's and then, good. like, we need to pick a movie from that year. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because we've done, this is episode 68. I would imagine we've hit all the years. I would think so, but maybe there's just one year where there's nothing good. It's possible. I think we've hit every year. Mm -hmm. In the 90s, at least. Yes. Some 2000s we haven't done. For sure. There's this little girl, she's not a little girl, but she was riding by on a scooter and Ashley the other day was working and she thought this girl did a looper on the block in three seconds. Yeah. So every time she rides by, we laugh. Yeah. Takes her like two minutes to do a loop, guys. Apparently, I don't know the concept of time. <laughs> you timed it, right? No, I said what time it was and then we got distracted and I have no idea what time she went around the block. I think it was like 12.56. Oh, okay. So about four minutes. Four minutes. That's a... She's a maniac. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what was your earliest memory from this movie, Three Ninjas? I did see this in, not in theaters, but in a drive-in. Ooh. Ooh. Those yeah. are coming back now. They are. Social distancing. It was a double feature, and it uh, involved another, a sequel to a movie we did on this podcast. It was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, yeah, so Three Ninjas was the first movie, and then Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was the second movie, because I remember falling asleep during Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Two movies is too much for a kid, I think. Yeah. I remember when I was a teenager going and seeing it was The Sum of All Fears and Changing Lanes. Mm -hmm. We saw Ben Affleck double feature. Ooh, my dream. Yeah. And I'm thinking, those are both probably two and a half hour movies. We were at the freaking drive-in for like five hours. That's insane. It's a bit long. Who has the time now Ugh, not as me. an adult? Yeah. That's cool. I don't remember seeing this in theater, but I, theaters. Oh. You're not using S's in words. There's rubbing off on mm -hmm. me, I think. But I do remember seeing it and renting it and thinking it was awesome. Yes. Because kids kick an ass, take a names. Mm -hmm. What more could you want? And it was relatable for me because i have two brothers that's true so there was the three of us 
only one of us knew martial arts. My oldest brother took some karate. Me and my middle brother, not so much. So your oldest brother is like, it's Rocky is the oldest brother. Colt is the middle brother. Typical middle brother. Mm. And you're Tum Tum. Am I right? Who was my favorite. Tum Tum was awesome. Yeah. I remember their masks. Yeah. Those were like probably my favorite part. And it did make me want to go take karate. Mm -hmm. I can imagine the amount of children that enrolled in karate after watching this movie or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles even. That's true. I feel like this movie definitely came out. It's a post-Home Alone world where Mm -hmm. you're like, kids can do whatever they fuck they want. Mm -hmm. They fuck they want. (laughs) Whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) And they can take down criminals. Hell yeah. I mean, if Kevin McAllister can do it, anybody can do it. That's true. These kids at least had some form of training. <laughs> Kevin McAllister was just a little shit. He, he was a psycho prodigy <laughs> in torture. Oh, God. If Kevin McAllister is not working for the CIA right now, oh. I'd be so disappointed. That's going to be interesting uh, where they go with the... I know they're doing a Disney Plus Home Alone and see if... Is it going to be his kid? Yeah. Is it still going to be Peter and Kate's kid? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Is it going to be Macaulay Culkin playing a nine-year-old? Oh, my God. Yes, When he's almost 40? (laughs) Yes. No? But anyway, back to Three Ninjas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I find it ironic we did not own this movie at any point because I know we rented it a bunch. And I remember renting the sequels, too. Yeah. All except for the fourth one. was, Was the fourth one at the amusement park? Yep. I've seen that one. With... My boy, Hulk Hogan. Wasn't... Oh, no. I'm thinking of... uh, What was the Surf Ninjas? Surf Ninjas with Rob Schneider. (laughs) What was that Surf Ninjas movie? (laughs) Surf Ninjas. I think I get that one confused with the amusement park one. Oh. I don't know why. I don't think I ever saw Surf Ninjas. Oh, I have. Or the... Yeah. At some point, I want to watch the Hulk Hogan one. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure we could fit that in somewhere. Not. I don't know for the podcast, just for funsies. Yeah, no, because uh, I have no basis for the movie whatsoever. That's true. But I uh, remember Knuckle Up and Kick Back. Yeah. Those sequels. I was listening to a podcast breakdown. I think it was the third, the second, whatever one they go to Japan. Oh, I don't even remember anything about it. It's the second or third one. Mm. And it was pretty hilarious. Nice. They did not like it. <laughs> yeah, it was a big, dumb movie podcast. They're Instagram friends, but they... uh. They love their three ninjas and all of their crappy 80s and 90s movies as well. What's not to like? Yeah. So I guess we can move on to, do you think this 1992 classic is going to hold up? <laughs> I'm going to say it's not going to. I think it's probably going to be a little cheesy. Clearly Hollywood in- was invested in this movie with its two and a half million dollar <laughs> budget. I'm wondering if I'm going to recognize anybody in this cast. I don't know. Other than the grandfather. Other than the grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be some cheesy over the top kid acting. I'm going to say it's not going to. Okay. What about you? Uh, I agree. And I think some of the reasons will be the fact that I don't know. And I can't remember. So excuse me if somebody is a big three ninjas super fan who watches this movie every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they do their own stunts. I assume that they probably they probably do some. Yeah. Like. They probably taught them basic things, or maybe the actors already knew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think there's going to be some stunt double that's really bad. 
Because if there's one thing I know about 80s and 90s movies is the stunt double work is super bad. And by I mean super bad, I mean they look nothing like the person. It's a 40-year-old man playing an (laughs) 8-year-old. Yeah. Or Or it probably will be a stunt woman dressed as the 10-year-old boy, yes. most likely, because they're like, we need somebody petite, you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm, and I'm expecting some bad child acting because... Mm-hmm. None of these kids are Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, there's always... Uh, we've talked about it before. There's definitely actors, children actors out there, even ones that maybe didn't have a career very, for very long, but that were still really good. Mm-hmm. And then there's just ones that I'm like, who did your parents know or to yeah. get you this job it'll be interesting also if we could find some articles maybe there is legit famous actors that went out for these roles and oh, didn't get them i'm sure like ryan gosling tried to be rocky that would be amazing even if it's not true we should just start that rumor yeah ryan gosling <laughs> yeah. a young leo yeah a young sam rockwell even though he was already like 17 because he was in Teenage ninjas. He was. I'm just saying, teenage ninjas, mutant (laughs) turtles. Teenage ninjas, mutant turtles. Uh, John Cena auditioned for it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a random. It's a young John Cena. He was super ripped and jacked. (laughs) Just shorter. Yes. Nine year old John Cena. (laughs) There you go. John Cena is a little older than that. He was probably like in his teens when this movie came out, right? I'm thinking, yeah. I think he's I think 40 he's, yeah, something. He's, I, yeah, because he's sig- a little bit older than I am, mm-hmm. at least. He's the same age as John Oliver. To the day. To the day. Yeah. And you, if you put them side by side, you would never know it. <laughs> they look the same. <laughs> uh, so we both agree it's not probably going to hold up mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Yes. Where can you stream this? You can stream this on IMDb TV. Well done. Look at me. I said it right. Which is an app that you can download, I think, on most streaming platforms or on your phone. Mm -hmm. But if you have Amazon Prime, you can also access most of the shows and movies on there as well. Yeah. And a lot of them do have ads, but randomly we watch uh, Mad Men on all seven seasons of Mad Men. Not one ad. Not one ad. But then we're starting to watch Unsolved Mysteries. Ads all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's how we're going to watch it, because we don't own it, unfortunately. No. And it's on uh, another app called Hoopla. You're just making these up. Nope, I'm not. It says subscription, so apparently it's something you have to pay for. <laughs> you got to pay for Hoopla? I'll have to look it up. But And also you can rent it or buy it on all of the other streaming apps. You, you know the ones. And after listening to us talk about it for 10 minutes, why wouldn't you want to go and make that investment? It's a $2 million movie, man. Yeah. It's got to be good. It's got to be amazing. That sounds so like pretentious. Like they didn't spend any money on it. You know, they paid these kids probably like 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? But uh, it made a solid turnaround for them. I'm interested to see what the budget for the second one is. $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> Like you made us a huge profit. We'll, we'll give you another million. Yeah, we'll bump it up a smidge. Kickback is one of them. Yeah. And knuckle up. Knuckle up. You're right. Yeah. I don't know which one came first, though. And then the one you're talking about is Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It does. It does. Um. So anyway, we'll go ahead and hit that. Pausey pause. Go watch Three Ninjas and come back and talk about it. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. 
And we're back. We just finished watching Three Ninjas. And we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our category. Like we always do. I like how sultry you do that. <laughs> and our first category is Well, Hello There. Well, Hello There. Where we talk about any any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was not a lot. No. Yes. No, there was not. Whom did you notice? I guess we can talk about the cast of the children yes and the only one i really noted down was the one that had more than just these acting credits basically Mm -hmm. and that's max elliott slade who plays colt who's Mm -hmm. the middle child and he was also in two other three ninja movies Mm -hmm. because the other two are in a sequel but they're not in the all four of them and he's in three out of four yeah so and he was also in apollo 13 and parenthood and the parenthood tv show that came out in the 90s okay which with a fun fact a young leo nardo dicaprio i'm saying it funny i didn't know that he was in that show yeah i i don't know how long it was on because i don't remember seeing it I've seen the movie with Steve Martin mm-hmm. and then the Parenthood TV show with Lauren Graham and yeah. and Duck Shepard and Peter Krause. Yeah. Do you think that this uh, Max Elliott Slade and Leonardo DiCaprio had any fights over Max Elliott Slade beating out Leonardo DiCaprio for this film? In our in our fiction made minds where yes. we thought Leonardo DiCaprio went for this movie yes yes uh maybe yeah. but I think the tv show came out a couple years before oh so I don't know yeah I would That's assume Leo was probably like 20 when this came out or no no because no, he's not 48 he was probably uh doing a what's eating Gilbert grape oh <laughs> slightly better film yes yeah spoiler <sighs> alert yeah well, I mean, just on the fact that uh, wasn't he not uh, nominated for an Academy Award for yeah, that film? Yes. And it did have Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Unfortunately, Max Elliott Slade was not nominated. He was passed over. <laughs> I think if they had six nominees, he would have got it. That's true. Who is yours? I guess I'll just continue with the cast. Uh, Michael Trainer. he uh-huh. played Rocky. He, I believe, is only in these two movies. I feel like the kid that played Tum Tum might have been in one other thing, mm-hmm. but that was it. You know, it's funny though. I will say about Rocky was his face looked familiar to me. Yeah. So then when I looked him up, movie. I was like, "Oh, he's been in nothing." Yeah, probably just this movie. I did it see it a lot. Just looks like a generic child. <laughs> Don't Gen- they all look the same? He's children? a generic white kid. <laughs> so the grandpa. Mm-hmm. In in this film specifically, he's only listed as a grandpa, but in the later films, he does have a name, uh, Maury. I think they might reference it. They reference it. Oh, okay. I think the his son-in-law, the oh, okay. boy's dad, calls him Maury. Uh, that's played by Victor Wong, and he's been in quite a few things. Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. which was a child favorite of mine, and The Golden Child another child favorite of mine that i haven't seen in 20 years Mm -hmm. and tremors okay and i was telling you he actually passed away in 2001 on this exact date that this is getting recorded uh september 12th so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah very uh odd i mean it's just like a coincidence yeah 
Um, before I mention my next one, I will say that Chad Power plays Tum Tum. Yes. And he was similar to Rocky in that he did not act in a lot of movies other than the three ninjas. Yeah. Um, my first one, his real name is Charles Kalani. He was known professionally as Professor Tanaka. Yes. Which was a legendary pro wrestler. He's actually in the WWE Hall of Fame and was a tag team partner with Mr. Fuji, who pro wrestling fans will go, okay, I know who that is. Yeah. Charles was in The Running Man with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was in Last Action Hero and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He actually did a lot of acting outside of uh, pro wrestling. He did look familiar. Mm Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. For me, he looked familiar right away. I was like, oh, that's Professor Tanaka. Yeah. (laughs) My next one is, I'm going to, I'm just going to go with it. Some low flying helicopter. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't like low, low flying, but it was low enough to save the villain. Yes. At the beginning of the movie, the villain, Mr. Snyder, is escaping uh, capture from the FBI and he rides a low flying helicopter to safety. And he used that terrible line when he was on the rooftop and he gets <laughs> confronted by an FBI agent and Snyder goes, I'd like to stay and talk, but I gotta fly. And yeah. Like, and then he just floated off. Yeah. And he was very much like Jack Nicholson in Batman. He's hanging on like the rope ladder. Yeah. Yeah. My next one. Uh-huh. This will just be foreshadowing for everything else on this podcast for this episode. His name is Clifton Powell. Yes. His character in the movie is FBI agent Jerry Curl. His name is Jerry Curl. When you said that, because on IMBD, it just says FBI agent Curl. And Mm -hmm. you're like, did you see his name? I'm like, that's Curl with a K. And you're like, no, it's Jerry Curl. Yes. And what? In the actual fuck guys who I don't, wrote this movie. I don't know how that flew even back In the then. 90s? The only way I feel like a name like that could fly is if it was a movie written by a black writer and they're making fun of, like, something yes. in, like, fucking Pootie Tang. Or what was the other one with Eddie Griffin? Oh, um... It had Kristen Bell in it. Undercover Brother. Yeah, where they're, like, mocking yeah. the... Yeah, uh, Black Exploitation films yeah yes we had to pause the movie to process that yeah anyway continue he's he's actually in a lot of things he's a very hard-working actor yeah he was in ray he was in rush hour he was on the tv show black lightning i pointed out to you he was nominated for best supporting actor in a motion picture for the naacp awards for ray He's been in a ton of things. I, I thought he looked familiar, and I was like looking at his IMBD, and I was like, "This is there's too many things on this. I can't, I can't find <laughs> and, what I'm and looking for." And it's all stuff you've heard of. Yeah, like he was in Next Friday. He, he's That's, a well-known actor. And I think like, God, I must recognize him from Next Friday or Rush Hour. I think I've seen Next Friday about fifty times, and Rush Hour I've probably seen about fifty times. Yeah. So. Who was your next one? My next one is Patrick. Le Boteau. I don't know how to say his name. And we've talked about him before because he was in the movie Heathers. Yes. He plays Fester, one of the, I guess, surfer goons mm-hmm. that try to attack and kidnap the group of boys. He is from NCIS. Mm-hmm. He's part of the main cast. He was on Little House on the Prairie, one of my childhood favorites. Yes. And I, like I said, Heathers. And he was on Jack as well. I think he was on like 200 episodes of Jack. Yeah. 
But he's on NCIS too, right? I think they're in the same universe. I think he, yeah, I think he plays the same person. Okay. Yeah. You're but right. Yeah. He's in Jag. But yeah, I was blown away when I saw that he was on like a bunch of episodes of Little House on the Prairie when oh, he was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. But that's what I recognized him from. And then my dad, I remember when I was a kid, my dad started watching Jag. I was like, isn't that guy from Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> I didn't quite understand how Little House on the Prairie could be on TV in the morning, mm-hmm. but it was like 20 years old. I was blown away because you've watched a couple episodes recently. I thought it was much older than it is. Oh, yeah. Because it's on it's Amazon a... Prime, guys, if you want to watch some good old <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. It's a period piece. But then also I should have like processed the fact like Shannon Doherty was on that show. Yeah. So it can't be that old, Ryan. Yeah. But And Jason Bateman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love me some Bateman. Unfortunately, I have nobody else listed. Oh, me either. I'm oh, okay. But the guy who plays Mr. Snyder, which is like the main villain, mm-hmm. this is the only movie he's ever been in. Which is insane. To put it into perspective, in case you're wondering who we're talking about, because we don't know his name, he looks like if Justin Thoreau and <laughs> Steven Seagal had yeah. a baby. He had the ponytail. He had the ponytail, but then he had Justin Thoreau's face. Yes. I a even bit. asked, was that Justin Thoreau? And you said, no. Justin Thoreau would have been like 15. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not him. But he looked like him. Yeah. He, he vaguely looked like him. Yeah. He didn't have the cheekbones. He could slice butter with his cheekbones. That's true. They're sharp. I had such a crush on him in the second Charlie's Angels. Never saw it. He played a villain, but it was also like Drew Barrymore's character's like first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he was he had an Irish accent. Just... <laughs> <sighs> Like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. That is a good looking man. Anyway, so I guess we can move on. Yes. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, and there was some. Yeah. I would say more than the well, hello there category. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think about the fashion? Right off the bat, the first thing I noticed was Colt and Tum Tum's haircuts. <laughs> it was shaggy haircuts all around. Bull cut city. Yeah. Real bad looking ones. And to be honest, I'm guilty of having one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. I had a bull cut too when I was six. I looked it up and Tum Tum is was born the same year as you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that I can really see how y- you could relate to this movie because they're probably yeah. the same ages as your brothers mm-hmm. and you. Yeah. You guys were basically the three ninjas without actually knowing any sort of martial arts. I had it in my head that we were. Yeah. So, yes. What did you notice? Uh, Emily, for people that don't know, she is basically Rocky's girlfriend. Yes serious girlfriend if anything they're very they're very serious yes and her bangs were amazing <laughs> they were on point they were very on point i actually wrote emily's bangs are on point <laughs> i actually wrote that in my notes so okay i thought she looked familiar um but after that she didn't really act mm. but she actually produces shows and she's produced and like worked on shows like blind spot and there's another show that oh like- yeah like legit shit yeah very nice um we mentioned our villain snyder mm-hmm. he is rocking a white suit with a purple dress shirt yes. let that sink in 
and then he has a multicolored tie. His second in command is wearing like a mustard blazer with a mustard shirt with a multicolored tie. Yes. It's as bad as we make it sound. No, it's horrible. It's he awful. he is an amazing villain. I mean amazing, I mean horrible. Amazing terrible. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Oh, and back to Snyder. He at one point is going to fight Grandpa and he is wearing like a red silk karate uniform. Let us note that Grandpa is wearing the same material but in blue. And yeah. I'm wondering, did they both get this custom made? I would at the think same so. place? Yeah. Yeah. They went to karate uniforms R Us. Yeah, and they got silk. They got the premium. Yeah. Where where everybody else is just wearing, you know, like cotton. I will say the red that Snyder's wearing, like it almost looks like Hugh Hefner's smoker's jacket. That's what I when he walked out at, for like the end fight scene, I was like, Whoa, calm down, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> uh, a yeah. young Hugh Hefner. 1940s Hugh Hefner. He did karate. Yes. You know? The only other thing I had in this category was at one point, Colt is wearing hot pink and black shorts, which had like, you know, just imagine the, when you think of 90s, the little squigglies and yes. little zigzags and dots and mm-hmm. just, you know, every shape you could ever think of just plastered on one pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you probably had them. I know I had a pair. Absolutely. Everything they're wearing, it's awful, <laughs> but it hits home for me. You're like, I totally had that outfit. There was a couple school bullies, yes. I'll call them. And uh, the one is wearing, you pointed out, a POW MIA hat. Yeah. Interesting choice for him. Sure. But then he was wearing a t-shirt that said, awesome, American Pitbull Terrier. This is the tough guy at school. Yes. With big, big dog on a shirt. And then there's another kid who's wearing a black and white pinstriped Los Angeles jersey. That was like seven sizes too big. Yes. Yeah. Because he was a bully and he was cool. And he also had like a dangly cross earring mm-hmm. in one of mm-hmm. his ears. Yeah. So you knew he was a badass. Like every tough guy. Yeah. I did have one, it kind of falls in fashion, also falls in date of references, that one of the other kids in the bully group did have a very nice leather Chicago Bulls jacket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just love the scene when they walk up to the boys on the basketball court and he walks up behind the two main bullies and he just crosses his arms like he's so tough. Like, yeah. uh, the way he did it, I was typing something and you busted up and immediately paused the movie so you could rewind yes. it so I could appreciate the sass that yeah. this kid brought to the movie. <laughs> I also noticed there was another kid who was wearing like a starter jacket oh. and it was a San Antonio Spurs one. Again, was, hits home for you. It really does. I cannot tell you how many starter jackets I owned. And I pointed out to you, I go, I think my brother had the exact same spurs jacket that's amazing (sighs) i guess the only other thing i had was so mr snyder has an army of ninjas that dress in all black Mm -hmm. and wear these weird like una goggles that i i would assume would impair your vision and make it hard for you to be ninjas and that's the only reason why these children can beat up so many of them (laughs) yeah because they were so steamed up you yeah. know what they did remind me of was kind of the look that they give the Foot Clan in the movies. 
and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. I feel like the Foot Clan has more of like, I mean, they have two separate eyes and they mm-hmm. look like almost like flies, you oh, know? Yeah. So they have better vision, whereas these guys, they look like, I don't know. They they did look like a weird swim goggle that was steaming up, but I think I just got that vibe from it. Yeah. But no, I, I get you're it. describing it correctly as what the Foot Clan looks like. Yeah. But yeah. It's a real weird look. And there's like 40 of them all with these goggles. And when they would look at the screen, you could see how steamed up they yeah, were. Yeah, and I'm like, that's just not productive no. to be a ninja and not be able to see. I I wear glasses. When we wear masks, I steam up my glasses. It's annoying. Yeah. And I'm not in fights. No. No. With eight-year-olds that are kicking Take ass. them off. What's wrong with your eyes? Like, mm. is that your... I don't know. So that way they can't get three stooges finger poked they in the still, eye? still... These children... Literally kicked your asses. <laughs> so you need to figure something else out, guys. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, do you want to move on to dated references? Yes. What did you have? In the boys' room, which they're dated because they're not in the leagues anymore, but they are all very good players, and we're, I'm assuming they're, they live in Los Angeles in this movie. Maybe. Uh, they had a poster of Magic Johnson, James Worthy, and Wayne Gretzky. And they're all fantastic players, but been retired for many a years that's true i remember when i was a kid thinking their room was pretty awesome mm-hmm. because they had that little like sensor so they knew when their mom was coming yeah and then rocky had the sweet piece of technology yeah the yeah. can can so he could talk to emily yeah but it was like on an, uh, an arm like our podcast yeah like a desk lamp yeah yeah it was interesting it always seemed like on TV shows or movies, if they had three kids, they had to share the room. Yeah. They lived in a very nice house. That's what I'm saying. I put that as a plot hole. because, okay. But I did notice in the scene where the three surf douches yeah. are attacking them and trying to kidnap them, there is a room where they're remodeling. So I wonder if that's going to be like Rocky's room. Okay. Because he seems to be getting a little too old to be mm-hmm. sharing a room with his two little brothers but i agree with you i thought the house is very big and nice yeah that they have to share a room seems kind of ridiculous agreed oh can we talk about the song they were singing Uh at the beginning of the movie yes uh you know just casually singing a song about shooting their teacher (laughs) yes shooting her putting a 44 slug in her yeah i was like it's not that's not cool that's not cool guys uh what else did you have um, we mentioned the cans on a string system that Rocky and Emily have to talk to each other. And Tum Tum and Colt are singing the Rocky Loves Emily song. Yeah. And he tells her that my brothers are the R word. Yes. So. So. Child's movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saying the R word. I did like, so Fester, which is one of, is uh, Patrick uh, Libito. I don't know how to say his last name, guys. One of the surfer guys. Yeah, he's the main one. Mm -hmm. He and his buddies are calling, apparently, his uncle, who is not Mr. Snyder, but Mr. Snyder's, like, accountant. I don't know. He looked like an accountant. He looked like an accountant, but he's a bad guy. Yeah. It's his uncle, and that's why he he got the job to, like... Go kidnap some kids. Yeah. And they're putting a bunch of Metallica, Metallica stickers on the phone booth yeah and i'm like why do you have so many metallica stickers do you think the band metallica knows they were used in this film 
I don't know, because that one guy's wearing a shirt, too, yeah. a Metallica t-shirt. And they had a bunch of Metallica stickers that yeah. they're putting all over this maybe phone Maybe he also, you know, they're criminals, but maybe they're also, like, roadies for Ooh. Metallica. Could be. Yeah. Something tells me at no point has the band watched this. I think they're probably a little out of the age group yeah. of viewers. Maybe they have a kid that's in that age group. I don't know. I think that they would have still been pretty young in 1992. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's really high in my voice. Oh, did you have anything else here? Uh, One last thing was the boys in their room, they have a water bottle <sighs> that has the D.A.R.E. logo on it. I noticed that too, and I was so proud because you're always the one to catch these random things in the background, and uh-huh. I never do, and I was like, oh, I bet you run and catch this. <laughs> Silly Ashley. Of course Silly you do. Silly you. I did put this as a reference Mm -hmm. because I felt like we kind of talked about it beginning of the episode about how this movie probably was successful because of Home Alone, Mm -hmm. where a kid bested two adults. And the whole scene where they're fighting the three surf douches, Mm -hmm. as I like to call them, it's totally a ripoff of Home Alone. Yes, in all their little gags that they do. And then at one point, even Colt puts his hands on his face uh-huh. and like says like, oh no, bur- burglars are coming to get us. And they're like, we're not burglaring, we're going to kidnap you. <laughs> like they corrected him. It was a lot of, it seemed like whoever wrote this movie watched Home Alone and went, I could do that. But let's add martial arts. Yeah. Instead <laughs> and two of, more kids. Instead of slipping on marbles they're gonna slip on jelly beans because tum tum always has jelly beans yeah and instead of a paint can swinging off a banister it's gonna be a kid like again they know martial arts (laughs) exactly that's exactly it are you ready to move on to the next category yes our next category we're gonna go ahead and check our beeper so we can make a call back to find out we need to kidnap some kids. That's a long-winded joke. And talk about some technology. That's pretty much all I had, be- Oh, other than the payphone that yeah. Fester also used. Mm-hmm. Because if you only have a pager or beeper, then you need to obviously use the phone. Yeah. You know? I, I did like he had his, a pager for his villain communication needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was really actually kind of humorous when he gets the page. He's in the middle of holding up a convenience store. Right. And he fired a gun at the convenience store, like right past his head to let the guy know he wasn't playing around. Sure. But then he asked to borrow the phone when he gets the page. Yeah. He's like, can I borrow your phone? Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else? Uh, just that at one point, Tum Tum was playing a little Super Mario Bros. on that's the Nintendo. Tr- that's very true. And um, Snyder had a good Zach Morris cell phone. Yes. Like every villain should. Yes. Like Zach Morris. <laughs> that's all I had. I, I did want to talk about the background music. Yes. Uh, it's zany, especially during the fight scenes at their house. Mm-hmm. And it actually reminded me, the one riff reminded me of the opening music for Boy Meets World. Literally in my notes. It's the season one theme music. Yes. And I was like, where is Ben Savage and Ryder Strong? (laughs) It's literally this song that just goes, do, 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 do. You were humming it while we were making dinner. (sighs) I was like, stop. Stop. (laughs) It's such a terrible song. 
But it reminded me of having just an annoying track playing the whole movie, like the first Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yes. Instead of jazz sax, it's a zany... Yeah, zany uh, boy meets world theme song. Yeah. So annoying. And then also, like every good 90s movie, the movie needs to end with a hip-hop mix song. Mm -hmm. This one was Kid Power by... Will Rock. What a big entertainer he was, folks. Aww. Let's talk about all of his hit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Will Rock fans. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was reminiscent of Adam's Family and mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Or as I said it earlier, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Did you have anything else in this category? I did not. We can move on to Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot and the plot holes and we name our funniest and most cringiest moments of the movie. And I say moments because I'm sure there's quite a few. A lot. Uh, What did you think about the plot? And Uh, also, did you notice a plot? I was a little confused on... So it seems like the FBI is trying to get Snyder. Right. Snyder was business partners with Grandpa. And I don't know if he's... He does something nefarious. He gives... Maybe he's an arms dealer or he was... Yeah, he was like dealing bombs. Okay. And the way he opened the crate Yeah. was very interesting. Yeah, the plot is ultra confusing. When I, when I was thinking about this movie... Before we watched it, I was thinking, oh, the boys have to rescue their grandpa. That's what it is. Their grandpa gets kidnapped and they have to rescue them. No, the boys get kidnapped an hour into the movie Mm -hmm. and their grandpa has to save them with 30 minutes of the movie left. Before that, other than they're introducing the fact that their grandpa knows Mr. Snyder and that their dad works for the FBI and he's looking for Mr. Snyder. Mm -hmm. But for like an hour, like 40 minutes of the movie, there's no plot. Yeah. They're just existing. See, and I wonder if maybe one of the sequels, the plot is they have to go save their grandpa. Because that sounds more familiar with what I remember. Maybe it's the the, the one that's set in Japan. The mm-hmm. second one, or I should say the third one, because I was looking it up. And so the second one came out, but it, it only had a cult mm-hmm. the actor in it. The third one came out a year after, but it was actually filmed the same year this was filmed the original and it had all the original actors and the that one's about uh helping a native american tribe uh win back their land from a developer okay i i don't remember it right i know i saw it but it does not ring a bell to me at all but you might be right about the second one at least that that sounds like it could have been the plot because i agree with you that's what i kind of thought the plot of this was going to be yeah or and then at one point i was like they're gonna snyder's gonna kidnap their mom or something yeah but no no what about some plot holes there was quite a few uh just the whole sending the three dumbest people to try to kidnap 
Yes. Uh, these children who they have some previous knowledge that these children are trained in martial arts because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, when Mr. Snyder goes to visit their grandpa mm-hmm. at his cabin, they're there and they fight off a couple of Mr. Snyder's goons. So he's aware that they're trained. Yes. And still he allows, uh, what's his face's Fester. Uh, they, oh, Fester's the... Fester's the goon. Mm-hmm. His uncle hires them. And they're just not... They're just dumb. They are. All they're they, so dumb. They say the word radical about 97 times. Yeah. And the word dude 47 times. They're just not good. No. At all. It seems like if you're messing with an FBI agent, and you his would family, get yeah. some equally competent goon to go carry out your like why didn't work. you get uh the wrestling actor guy i don't yeah. know his character's name his name was rushmore rushmore yeah, go get him he was which perfect. is he actually ends up, ends up yeah yeah he ends up actually going in there and kidnapping the kids it's like they wanted to mix an element of like surfer dude in there or you know like grungy wayne's world type dudes to like come in and be a comedic plot point that's a good you know? way, uh, little Wayne's World action there. Yeah. yeah. Good way to describe that. Did you have any? For me, I don't understand the the three boys' dad. Yeah. He, he's a dick. He's an asshole. When the boys, uh, Rocky, Tum Tum, and Colt come home from spending the summer with their grandpa, they're very excited and they want to show him the masks that their grandpa gave them. And he's like, I don't want to see those. Yeah. He's mad. That the grandpa gave his grandchildren nicknames. Yes. I totally forgot Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum are not their real names. I mean, I could have guessed Tum Tum wasn't his real name, but... Rocky, Rocky and, Colt and Colt could be their name. My nephew's name is Rocky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not named after this movie, I don't think. No. No. <laughs> I was joking. I know it's not. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I was like, well... If his name was Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, or Raphael... <laughs> Makes more sense. Much more sense. Yeah, no, he was a dick. Yeah. And I guess it was just doing that, you know, their dad is overworked, doesn't pay attention to them, mm-hmm. and and he doesn't, like, agree with his father-in-law's methods, I guess, that, even though his father-in-law is special. That's, yeah, they keep telling you, he's specially trained. Yeah. All I could think of was... Liam Neeson and Take It. Yeah. He has a very particular set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a one scene where they're at school and they're playing basketball with the bullies. Mm-hmm. Basically for their bikes because earlier in the movie, the bullies come up and steal Emily's bike for which she gets really mad at Rocky for even though... She but, didn't even get that mad. But she was kind of... She was just like, thanks for letting them steal my bike. Yeah. But then she was also like, don't be a show off mm-hmm. and show off your ninja skills. But later they're at school. They try to get the bike back by playing a game of basketball. And I'm just thinking, I don't know why knowing martial arts makes you better at basketball, but somehow it does, but not enough for them to win their bikes back. No, no. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. okay. Did you have anything else? Do you want to move on to funniest? Just one last thing, mm-hmm. and it was, we've kind of talked about a little bit when the surfer henchmen go to the house to kidnap the three ninjas, and they know these guys are at the house, so they put on their uniforms that their grandpa gave them, including their masks. Yeah. Which would just restrict your vision. Again, wh- why? What was the point, guys? That's true. And then Colt, he wants to blend in 
with the uh, remodeled room, he spray painted his mask. Yeah. Way to damage the... Yeah. Probably nice like a one that was passed down yeah. generations, maybe. Let me go ahead and spray paint this real quick. Uh, his grandpa's going to kick his ass later when he finds <laughs> it. He's like, what the fuck did you do to your mask? Where'd he go? Colt. This should be in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> what was your funniest liner moment? I did feel like this movie was very thin on the humor. So... I don't know what movie you're watching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, we kind of talked about a little bit when the boys come home from spending summer with their grandpa and they're walking into the house explaining their nicknames to their mother. Right. And they're like, Colt's fast and Rocky's strong and Tum Tum, he'll eat anything. And of course, Tum Tum looks at the camera and says, I won't eat dog poop. <laughs> I was like, Good call, kid. Most people wouldn't. Yes. What about you? Uh, that one was good. <laughs> also, I, I wrote down a little joke that I said, Rocky, because you have the personality of a rock. Because <laughs> he's kind of dull. He is very compared dull. Compared to the other two. Yeah. Mine was just when Fester answers the call when he's at the convenience store. And his uncle tells him, like, I need you to kidnap some kids. And he's like... Can they be any kids, or do you have some specific kids in mind? And it just made me chuckle, because the way he said it, he's so dumb. But also, I guess that's a valid question, because he said, some kids. Some kids. So that could be just, you know, we need a couple kids, randomly. Any two will do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. There's probably points in the movie where we're supposed to laugh, and if yeah. we were children in the 90s, we probably did laugh, but... Mm-hmm. But not at not a not in our thirties. No, no, no. Uh, what was your cringiest liner moment? We kind of talked about it a little bit on the way to school. Uh, Emily's bike gets stolen when she's mad at Rocky. Tum tum. They cut to him, and all he does is go ooh busted. This he, makes sense. She's your friend too. We can tell that. And her bike just got stolen, and that's what you come up with. Thanks, bud. Also, it didn't make sense because I'm like, why is he busted? She's yeah. mad that her bike is stolen, and yeah. she was just like, where were you? But that wasn't like, busted, she caught you, you know. He's the one who stole it, and she caught him? No. Yeah, it, no. It makes no sense. No. So they go to school, and they're going to play some basketball right. to win back, A, their ball, because the basketball rolled over to these goons, and then they're going to play to get back the bike. It's a two to three minute basketball montage where Rocky blocks a jump shot that he's about 30 feet away from the kid when he shoots it but he apparently can jump 30 feet into the air and block it he's a ninja ryan he dunks from the foul line like he's michael jordan that's what i that's why i question it (laughs) i don't know how they translate but should all basketball players be trained in ninjutsu to better their skills as basketball players. They do train in some weird shit. Look at LeBron. The guy's in great shape. That's true. And also, they're going to play to 10, and Rocky spots them nine points. <laughs> what are you doing? If I was playing LeBron, he's not going to spot me nine points in a game to 10 on the off chance I throw up a jump shot and make it. Right. You guys aren't that good. No. <sighs> Children dumb kids my cringiest moment was a uh, blink and you'll miss it rape threat <laughs> at the beginning of the movie uh-huh. snyder comes to visit their grandfather and he's talking to him 
basically asking if he could get his son-in-law off his back. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't, then, you know, he'd have to take care of his son-in-law. And then his precious daughter would be left alone and it would suck to have her lose her respectability. Oh. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, this is a children's movie. Can you not talk about (laughs) raping your former teacher's daughter? God. So... I like how you described it as blink and you'll miss it. And I did miss yeah. it. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, and there, I mean, there were so many cringy moments too. Oh, yeah. At one point, uh, Sam, the boy's dad says, we don't have time for ninja games. And I'm like, this dude knows like the spot to kill you. Like he <laughs> kicks you in a certain way. Yeah. You taught your sons at <sighs> the beginning of the movie. Oh, and there's a scene at the very beginning when Snyder's going to sell... <laughs> weapons of mass destruction yes. to a Middle Eastern person that's clearly a white guy in brown face, but then you find out it's an FBI agent. So it's okay. It made it no. less cringy, but not by a lot. Not by a lot. Yeah, no. The way he opened the crate, mm-hmm. I was like, that's an interesting way to open that crate. <laughs> he just like karate chopped it. <laughs> I was like, that. I feel like there's just a latch you could open. They, they usually just flip up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have named him earlier, but Slow Clap Snyder. <laughs> he did the slow clap. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I had was when Emily gets her bike stolen, mm-hmm. there's like a two minute bike riding montage that plays before this. Yeah. It is extremely long. I think they were trying to be like E.T., like, oh. look at these kids. I don't know. Out living their lives. I will say, Go ahead. I have a lot of vivid memories of riding my bike as a kid, mm-hmm. like, to and from my best friend's house at the time. And so, I, I it, it does give me a little bit nostalgic feel for being a child. Agreed. Because, yeah, I have a lot of good memories riding bikes as well. Also, <laughs> you pointed it out. They ride to school on their bikes they have very distinct clothing on. And at the very end of the movie, the three ninjas and Emily are going to get her bike back because yeah. Rocky's going to fight one of them. Everybody's wearing the same clothes. Yeah, the bullies are wearing the same clothes. Yeah. All of the kids are wearing the same exact clothes. So you know it was yes. filmed in the same day. Same exact day. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a couple days later. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, $2 million budget. What What do you expect? Exactly. <laughs> can't buy them more than one outfit i i did want to talk about tum tum in the sense that i get why i liked him as a kid because he literally always had candy on him which was like my life goal Mm -hmm. to literally always have candy hanging out of my mouth i was gonna say half the movie he has either like a red vine or a lollipop sticking out of his mouth he had like the super rope yeah He's going to have 47 cavities yes. by the time he's 12. For sure. His for parents sure. are going to be pissed. <laughs> the one scene during the fight scene when uh, a little bit later in the fight scene when Colt is choking out a guy with the fireplace tongs. <laughs> like Tom Tom's in the kitchen. I was like, what is he making? A nice barbecue wrap? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> it's a bunch of spices. He's like, I want to make some ribs. But he's putting it in coffee filters. Yeah. It worked out. See, and that's my issue with the dad he doesn't like his kids doing martial arts but he's okay with his kid eating all that processed sugar that's true bad father bad father and also kind of bad mom because she's just like they don't really like me 
but it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> These parents were thin on the character development. That's very true. Yeah. It's like most children's movies, when you think about it, the parents are either at work or mm-hmm. there's a reason these kids have freedom to pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. Because you're a latchkey kid when you're a kid. I was. I was. Yeah. It's weird when you when people say latchkey because the after school program at my school was called latchkey. Yeah. I did not go to that program. I was a latchkey kid in the sense of when people say latchkey, I'd go home get a key and go into the house and let i was home by myself for like yeah. two hours that's yeah. you didn't need babysitters no fuck that you probably needed them oh god are you ready to move <laughs> I on i thought you were gonna go on a story tangent you're like oh god do i, I have something to tell you I was, yeah we were we were uh we were bad kids <laughs> <sighs> a lot of broken things a lot of broken things i yeah. shouldn't say like we weren't bad kids in the sense like we were out destroying the city we, we were good we were okay kids yeah. Yeah. Because I have family that listens to this podcast. <laughs> we didn't do bad yeah. things. Yeah. My aunt's listening to this going, I watched you grow up. I know how some of the shit you kids did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. Mm-hmm. We give out two awards every week. The first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Whom did you give your award to? I know we've said this before, but there's movies where it's we're really like just scraping the bottom of the barrel for somebody mm-hmm. to choose for a bad one. But this one, it was the opposite. It was complete opposite. It was the opposite. There was so much bad acting. You're scraping so, the barrel to find good acting. Yes. I gave mine to... Fester, okay. Patrick Le, I don't know how to say his last name, for his hideous surfer guy slash Wayne and Garth accent and overall lameness as a villain. Yeah, he's a very weak villain. Yeah. And uh, just some of the stuff he says, uh, first we feast, then we felony. <laughs> yep. That's a line. Uh-huh. And then Operation Kick Butt. Uh-huh. I'd expect that out of Tum Tum, who is literally like seven. Yes. Not out of a mid 20 year old dude uh when i was a kid i thought it was really impressive that colt and tumtum and rocky could defeat these three guys trying to kidnap them Mm -hmm. and now i'm like no they were dumb and they were just not good at defending themselves yeah uh the these goons Mm -hmm. so no wonder these kids kick their asses even if they weren't trained if they were just like kevin McAllister, it just was a natural ability to you know hurt people (laughs) then they they would still be fine because these guys were so incompetent. It makes, like I said to you, you're messing with the FBI and you sent the three dumbest people in the world to go kidnap some FBI agents' kids. Yeah. Good call. Who you know, again, who you know are trained in martial arts. Exactly. Because the same guy that trained you, supervillain Mr. Snyder, also trained these children. Yeah. And they effed up your henchmen out at Grandpa's house. Yeah. Yeah. So many to choose from, but who is yours? I was going to say, this movie, we watched The Goonies for one of our bonus episodes. Yes. Please join the Runers Club and you can listen to that episode. Yes. Those kids in The Goonies, Corey Feldman and Sean Astin, are really good kid actors. Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. These kids are the complete opposite. They're not good. Also, what hurts them is the writing of this movie is not good by any stretch. 
So I gave it to Tum Tum, Chad Aww. Powers, because he basically yelled every line. <laughs> he did. And some of his dandies were, sorry if it stings. Sorry if it stings. I hope you save some pizza for us. He does the classic, oh, that's reassuring. And then my favorite was, hey, guys, look, my scab came off. <laughs> While they're trying to escape <laughs> a bunch of ninjas. What shit-ass lines <laughs> did they get this poor kid? I think his whole shtick of him being really into candy and just food in general, like, kind of got really tiresome after, uh, after like, a th- three jokes about it. Yeah. And he was always hungry. He always had food in his mouth. But he's still a cute kid. He was a cute kid. But like I said, I would give it to him partially for yelling. And then also, he's not working with Steven Spielberg. No, 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 no. Yeah. I agree. I I do want to give a a mini award to the leader of the bullies. Yes. Uh, I don't know his name. He was a kid wearing the P-O-W-M-I-A hat. And just for his... When they're right before the basketball game and he's talking about how he sold a bike and he's looks like he's reading off a teleprompter. Might have been. And then he winked at Emily because he's like, I already got a bike. And he winked. And I think it might be the first time he's ever winked in his life. Uh, So that was great. I was just thinking about when I was trying to teach our nephew how to wink when he was like one years old and he would just blink at me. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. And and Mr. Snyder for his Al Pacino impression at yeah. one point when he's screaming. <laughs> like he pulls out a gun at the end of the movie because, you know, ninjas have guns. Uh-huh. And because he was getting beat mm-hmm. by grandpa and he was just like, ah. <laughs> he goes full Pacino. Yeah. It's like, uh, where's your cocaine, man? Uh, so, yeah. So many to give to that. Yes. Uh, yes. It's really hard, but our next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give yours to? I gave mine to Victor Wong because I would say on all of counts, he was the only one that appeared to know how to act. He was charming as a grandpa. He was very warm towards his uh, grandkids. He obviously... It's trying to train them. Uh, I thought he was the only one that really Gave had credibility. any credibility. And then also the character was the kids are a little annoying to me, but I felt like he was warm okay. and I, I rooted for him. But yeah, he was the only one with any credibility. He was definitely going to be my pick, but I figured you were going to give it to him. So I actually gave mine to Colt Max Elliott Slade Shade uh-huh. Slade Shade. Yeah. What is his name? Slade. Slade. I wrote shade in the (laughs) second part of my notes because I thought out of the three boys, Mm -hmm. he was the better actor. Agreed. I feel like he was a little more sarcastic. And I think when I was a kid, I did like Tum Tum, but I did appreciate him. And I wasn't that big fan of Rocky because, again, he had very dull personality other than he was in a long-term relationship with a girl named Emily who got very annoyed with him very easily. They talked like they were married for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a point where she was just like, I guess just do it. Like, (laughs) you can show off now. And I'm like, what? Have they been married for 13 years? Because that's how I talk to you sometimes. That's the equivalent to me going, wrestling's in town. Is it okay if I go with my brothers? And you're like, "Ah, just do it. Fine. Uh, I agree. When I was a kid, uh, Tum Tum was my favorite. Yeah. And then Colt and then Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like he, 
as far as characters, I think he was actually the smartest one and probably the most natural in being a ninja. And he almost did kill one of the goons with those fireplace tongs. (laughs) Like, he legit was choking him out. I was like, this kid's going to murder him. And we mentioned earlier, beat out Leonardo DiCaprio for this role. (laughs) This is not true at all, guys. (laughs) That we know of. That we know of. Um, and there was that creepy ninja that was slightly different than the rest of the ninjas. He had, you know, his face painted white mm-hmm. and had some symbols on his forehead. And he defeated him very quickly with some steam. So. Yeah. The other two were just kind of standing there. He was, yeah. He beat like a kabuki warrior. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of cool looking. Uh, but I just thought he wasn't bad. Agreed. But I agree with you that in general the children acting and this was not top notch yeah because these bullies at school emily's by no means meryl streep (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the awards guys Mm -hmm. so now we can answer the question does this movie hold up and we both guessed before the film or before we watched the movie that it would not what do you think i think this might have been worse than biodome (gasps) oh dare you (laughs) this is the definition of ruining my childhood watching this movie i loved this movie when i was a kid yes i need to next time i see my mother give her a hug for sitting through this (laughs) it was not a good movie i agree what you agree all right i don't think it's as bad as biodome because i think the general sense of the plot Maybe it wasn't executed as well as our child minds thought Mm -hmm. it was, and also for being 1992. But I think the general plot of, like, kids knowing karate, and obviously you have, like, the karate kid, and you have, again, I'm going to say Home Alone for Mm -hmm. kids besting adults. Like, that's always going to be a very big plot point in in each children's movies, Mm -hmm. because kids know everything and adults are stupid. You know, okay. when you're a kid, that's what you think. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's not true, but you think it. <laughs> so I think it wasn't a bad movie, but I, I do agree that it didn't hold up. Yeah. And again, going back for me, the lack of actual plot in this movie, uh, like if they would have established early on somebody getting kidnapped and they have to like fight their way through it, but they're just kind of existing. And so like the third act and then they're like, well, I guess... We're getting kidnapped now, and now our grandpa has to save us. So it's like the heroes are... I mean, they fought their way out, too. Yeah. They kind of saved themselves a little bit, but... But I agree with you. I feel like whoever wrote this just happened to watch Home Alone and watch Karate Kid in the same week, and he was like, give me three Daniel Russos, meet Kevin McAllister. This will be gold. Yes. And, I mean, it made money, but I it's really poorly written on top of the very bad acting that is across the board in the cast yeah and not just the children but a lot of the adults yeah were not great the parents were not great actors mr snyder yeah all the goons and henchmen it's not it's just not a good movie and i was i don't remember a lot about it but it definitely i thought it was going to be better than what it was i didn't think it was going to hold up but i didn't think it was going to be this kind of disappointing for me yeah, yeah. It, it is a little bit disappointing yeah and i realized too i mean we we're watching it and the scene where they are fighting the three surf douchebags mm-hmm. 
I I was like, this is the part I remember from the movie. But it was like 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, Like, it was a very drawn-out thing. So that makes sense that I'd remember it. (laughs) And also there was, like, I guess more comedic things happening in those scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I agree. It didn't hold up. But it wasn't... I, I know we keep saying we're going to develop the scale, but I don't, for me, it wasn't Biodome, but it wasn't quite Heavyweights where I would want to rewatch it because Heavyweights is comedy gold, guys. Comedy that's gold. A, that's a kid's movie that does well. Yes. I think I put it behind and worse than Biodome because I watched Biodome like twice. I watched this movie a lot. Okay. So I had a lot more admiration and nostalgic feels towards it so then when i watched it, i'm like well i never need to watch that again <laughs> so but that's now we have to watch all of the sequels oh can't wait can't wait i'm gonna hate watch them like i hate watch twilight yeah yeah for sure you even said you're like the guys from riff tracks really need to do this there's movie. so many moments <laughs> i was just like i could like we could do it like mm-hmm. there's so many jokes that could be made yeah so i i feel like we haven't had a a negative one in a while. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, just on the crossover episode yeah. of 88 Miles Per Hour. Evolution. Yeah, that was not a good one. I did want to mention that the three boys, Michael Trainer, Max Elliott Slade, and Chad Power, actually host a viewing of the movie every year in Oak Park, California, near Sacramento. That's pretty cool. And they do a Q&A. So I thought that's kind of neat. So that's a wrap for us, guys. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. we'll have another poll. We're going to have them on Thursdays now. Since we are changing our schedule a little bit, our new episodes should be released on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Probably like later in the day. Yes. Because I'm also editing them on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. TMI, Ashley. And on Thursdays, we should have the polls on Facebook and Twitter. Next week's poll is going to be Wedding Crashers versus Rookie of the Year. I almost said Rocky of the Year. (laughs) The old Rocky of the Year. Uh, And those will be up on Thursday, like I just said. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you haven't listened to it, we just released this Saturday. We released our first episode back for Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Uh, Where we talked about an episode called The Tale of the Super Specs. Yes. And it's amazing. It's, it's a doozy. Yeah. It's a 35-minute episode of us just talking shit about... <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Yeah. But lovingly, of mm-hmm. course. Yes. Yeah. So check that out. And what else? Go over to our website, ruiningourchildhood.com. Yes. We have the Runers Club that you can join and get some bonus sodes. We have a store. You could swing by and buy a shirt. We got some bios about all of us. It's a yeah, pretty sweet want, website. If you like to read about your podcasters. Yeah, get to know us. Um, also, next week, uh, we should be releasing our first TV bonus sode to all of our Runers Club members. And it's going to be Full House. Mm-hmm. I think we briefly talked about it in another episode. But that will be released this coming up Friday. If you're a Runers Club member, don't worry. You'll get an email about it. Yeah. And if and, you're not, and you're listening to this going, I want to hear about some John Stamos, and I said, her about some John Stamos, <laughs> if you'd like to hear about some John Stamos, go ahead and uh, join that Ruiners Club. Yeah, just go to ruiningourchildhood.com and click the Join Our Fan Club Yes. link. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. I think that's all the little shtick that we have to sell right now. So, thanks for listening, as always, guys, and we'll... Have another episode next week. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.